Gori, we're here recording. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Hold you know, on, what? let me kick off the show right there. We need to start the right energy. We need to start the right energy. Okay? I'm ready. To, I'm okay. ready to start the okay. show. I'm ready to start the show with controversy, Phil. I'm ready. I'm ready. Ooh. No, 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 no. Ooh. no Dan. We, we, Ooh. we need to start the episode with the right energy. You check. Who are you and what do you do? Hello, my name is Kelly. Hello. I don't know why people perceive me as, but I feel like I inspire people because I always love by myself. You check. I don't love that just to say what falters and what not. You check. What you give is what you get. You check. Yeah. What are you wearing? Where did you get it from? And if you don't mind, drop the price tag. That's I did get by Master Price. I can't remember how this was. Maybe too fussy or something. I don't know. That is my father's. Um, you got married in the jersey. You check. He married my mother in the jersey. So I don't know. You're the thing. Well, maybe be now to say. Six to seven, I, I don't know, because this thing is cack, oh, you check, yeah. The shoes is Reebok 1.2, you check, ah, it's nothing fresh, is it have to say, yeah, yeah, I got style, yeah. The glasses my friends bought for me by this other China shop, it was 30 rand, I'm so grateful for it. Thank you, Kisha, thank you, Damon, and thank you, Daylin, for buying me that, yeah. And this bag is the Shikas, yeah, I'm wearing the Shikas bag, she's sleeping by my house tonight. Hmm. I think you have the same. You, you and my wife get the same TikTok recommendations, isn't? It? <laughs> I love her. I love her. I love her. She's she's wearing shades. That whole thing, huh? Huh? She's wearing shades. The whole thing, and she's just there with yeah. this. Yeah, I know. I know. Shout out to her. Yeah. Shout out to her. Shout out to her. I, lo- I, I love her vibe. I just love her. I just love that energy. I love it. I love it. It's a great way to it start the show. Back. But it I haven't, takes me back I haven't to a, even, another time. I have an even better way to start the show, Phil. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to start off by saying, listen, guys. I understand that what I'm about to play for you is controversial. And we are going to get into it. And we're going to explain it. The, I, what I promised is that we're going to be revisiting trending videos and memes from the past. So this was from a time when we didn't know better. This was from a time that we were probably making reference to this problematic meme. And we're going to discuss it. Phil, do you remember this? Moments for a woman who woke up to a strange man in bed with her. The woman screamed. Her brother rushed in to help and tried to fight the offender off. That break-in happened early this morning in the 500 block of Webster Drive in Huntsville. WFF 48's Elizabeth Gentle caught up with the victim. Elizabeth's emotions were running high. And Mark, the woman, the victim, tells us that a man broke into her house and tried to rape her. Her brother went in and he tried to help her out, but the man got away, leaving behind, though, evidence of his visit. Kelly Dodson was asleep with a little girl inside their apartment on Webster Drive when Shout out Antoine. by some idiot from out here in the projects. Dodson says her attacker used a garbage can to climb onto the unit's ledge, open the upstairs window, and then he got in bed with her. He, he tried to rape me. He tried to pull my clothes off. Dodson struggled with her attacker, knocking over items in her bedroom. Antoine Dodson heard his sister scream and ran to help. Well, obviously we have a rapist in Lincoln Park. He's climbing in your windows. He's snatching your people up trying to rape them, so y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. The attacker got loose and... So this is obviously from a very serious news story. But back in 2010, I think, 2010, we were not as, uh, shall we say, clued up as to how to handle such situations. 
So the internet decided to tell. Obviously, we have a rapist in Lincoln Park. He's climbing in your windows. He's snatching your people up, trying to rape them. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. You don't have to come and confess. We're looking for you. We gon' find you. We gon' find you. So you should run and tell that. Run and tell that. Run and tell that. The man got away living behind evidence. I was attacked by some idiot in the project. So dumb, so dumb, so dumb, so dumb. He's climbing in your windows, he's snatching your people up, trying to rape them. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband, cause they're raping everybody out here. You don't have to come and confess. We're looking for you. We gon' find you. We gon' find you. So you can run and tell that, run and tell that, run and tell that. Homeboy, home, home, homeboy. <laughs> Phil, we were so problematic, man. What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> what was wrong with us, man? <laughs> so that song, that unofficial auto-tuned remix actually made it, made it to the Billboard Hot 100. In 2010, Indeed. the most watched video on YouTube, if you discount major label music videos, was that clip. Mm-hmm. The Gregory Brothers made a whole trend. They did like a, they had a whole album of that. They even even that woman that you featured a couple of weeks back, mm. she was talking about anybody like top of that. Mm. You did another song with her. Yeah, this is a simpler time. <laughs> Dan, simpler time that, for that some time, people. And if you remember that time, yeah. at that time, data was twenty five dollars <laughs> for the month. I believe was that not the year that we had Twitter bundles? No, no, no. It was it was it was twenty five dollars for data. For the month, because mm. Econet had just started launching data. And mm. If you got into that program, you just give them twenty five dollars. Yeah, unlimited and for like a year. Mm. You could use as much data as you wanted. And yo, did we did we use that data <laughs> on productive things like learning or tutorials or learning to code, building websites, maybe you know starting an online business? No, Twitter. I would say, you know what, Phil? I think it was a good investment. Look where we are now. You know, we are clearly successful. We are not spending our days working like dogs because we invested our time well 13 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, just to give you, I actually want to give you an update. So that guy, the guy you heard, whose voice was uh, um, auto-tuned, his name's Antoine Dodson, who saved his sister from being raped by this uh, um, bed, bed intruder. Well, he started selling merch. Hide your kids, hide your wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he spoke about it, when he was interviewed about it, he's like, yeah, we're going to sell this because we're trying to get out the hood. I'm surprised that wasn't made into a song in itself. Um, and that gave him a little bit of money, but it didn't really get out of the hood. In 2018, he became a teacher. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, he gained a bunch of followers and all of that didn't really capitalize. But in 2023, this year, TMZ um, 
I, I don't want to say hired. Let's say they got hold of him to uh, explore the concept of digital blackface. Have you heard of this concept, Phil? Yes. So the concept, if you're unfamiliar, is fine. We know what blackface is when you paint your face black, minstrel shows, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But digital blackface, the idea was if you use to put across your point on social media, uh, GIFs, memes, um, pictures of black people doing ostensibly very black things, you could potentially be doing something called digital blackface, which is very similar to physical blackface. I don't know if I fully have wrapped my, my mind around this whole concept or whether I agree with it, but this is what he was um, exploring. And I thought it was very interesting that they went to go find Antoine Dodson from 2010 um, to actually do this on TMZ. So uh, there's a whole CNN article about it. And wow, 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 this happened like uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, just one little viral moment being on the news back in 2010. And uh, my man's is still eating from it today. Um, yeah. And again, to, to, I, I, know, I know sometimes we don't always mention trigger warnings and so on. So it's easy for us to sit here and talk about a viral moment and a funny moment and a, 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 a song that was, you know, auto-tuned and all of that. Meanwhile, it's, you know, at the center of it is sexual assault. So we are very, very fully aware of it. But that doesn't change the fact that that's what happened back in 2010. So I just thought I'd bring your attention to that and start off the podcast with, as I promised, a look back at some of the viral moments. Ha! Danny's on fire today! Well-prepared, organized facts in check. Do you know what? Phil, now I have to ask, are y'all good to go? Sound of the signal! Let me hear a drum play. Water them, water them, water them, water them. Them rotten haters, them rotten haters come true, but no, 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 they not win. Welcome to another episode of Two Broke Twimbles, your favorite podcast. My name's Danny, that guy, a.k.a. Danos the Mad Titan, a.k.a. Denford Wigumaraini, a.k.a. Denimbi, my life for entertainment, a.k.a. I'm done with these streets. I'm not calling anyone other than my actual mother, Amai, a.k.a. Akuna Mumwendi Danmu. That's right. You see what the unmistakable, the unquestionable, the ain't gonna raise no windable. Phil Chad, a.k.a. Flame Floss, the big boss. If it's a B. A.k.a. Sexing Don Lovu, a.k.a. Filthy Phil, a.k.a. DJ Mkadadi, and of course. Get it? Because I was auto-tuned. Get it? Get it? Yeah, no, no, I, I heard it. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't the best that you've done, but uh, look, we all just try our best, Phil. We all try our best. And, so we can, uh, all we can do then, all we can do is what? Try. It's, it's like my agriculture teacher used to say in, in high school. You never know how much you know until you... Try. Try. And you always have that pause. You never know how much you know until you try. <laughs> and like, if, if, you, if you didn't finish it, he just wait for you. He just, he, like, you just hang and he look at you, waiting for you to finish it. <laughs> and then like, if you got it wrong, so like, just, let's do it again, but say like a random wrong word. You never know how much you know until you learn. Try. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of, of, of my physics teacher in high school who always said, 
You sneeze, you lose. I don't know why. I don't know why sneeze was. <laughs> anyway, let's start the show as we normally do. Uh, with... <laughs> do you guys know of the Dandelion? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Zimbabweans doing it big. You know a leopard will never change its spots. <laughs> Uh, there's the, so the many best one, no wait wait hold on the best, the best one I was actually thinking about this yesterday. Uh, it's, it's weird that you brought it up my, my my cousin Wayne used to have a teacher at St. George's that used to say there you are liable to be placed in a debauched posture <laughs> my history teacher um, he was he would always try and be po- pointing out who the naughty or the kids who are unlikely to uh, end up anywhere or whatever right and he would do that by trying to guess if you had a castle opener or beer, like a, you know, an opener for beers. So he, the way he would always phrase it was Castile opener. This guy, this guy, this guy is one of those guys with Castile opener. And it, I kid you not for months, we had no idea what he was saying until one day he just followed it up with, you don't drink, eh? you don't drink. Of course you drink. That's why you have a Castile opener. It was a castle opener. Oh my gosh. Anyway, Zimbabwean's doing it big. Um, <laughs> I feel like I've told this story on the podcast before, Phil. <laughs> Mr. Muchiwanga, man, shout out to you. That was one of my favorite uh, teachers. He was really dope. Oh, man. History teacher. Oh, God. Actually, before I get into it, he once bust in the door of our history class when we were in Form 1 or Form 2, I can't remember, and just started teaching and then went for a solid five minutes telling us about Vikings. And we were so confused. Then he looks at us and he's like, this is not A-level advanced European history. What, what form is this? Like, say, it's 2A1. Ah, the value was drunk. <laughs> so stupid. And he, he left the class, slammed the door and never came back. So, that Bali was cut out of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, Mr. Muchiwanga. <coughs> Vikings. Why the heck would we be learning about Vikings, bro? Anyway. <laughs> Back to focus. Ladies and gentlemen, there's so many Zimbabweans doing big because we haven't spoken about them in the last two weeks. So, as you know, we've had different types of uh, shows, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I have quite a few lined up. Um, okay, I'll mention some of them very briefly and others I'll give a little bit more information. So let me start off with Wulawayo uh, based Nkosana Butolenkosi Masuku was recently announced as the recipient of the 2023 Global Citizen Cisco Youth Leadership Award. Uh, as you may recall, Global Citizen, I just associate that with Beyonce. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he was, this award is, was established in 2018 uh, by Cisco and Global Citizen to celebrate an individual who is in between 18 and 30, whose leadership, dedication, and innovation is contributing towards ending extreme poverty. So, uh, this, uh, this man... Extreme what now? Extreme what Extreme poverty. In their community. Oh. So Nkosana was a, a STEM teacher uh, in a rural area. He's also a, a Mandela Washington fellow, by the way. Um, yeah, so he'll be receiving a 250000 US dollar grant so that he can continue on his work to enable uh, science learning's continued growth. Uh, and that uh, it's, a, it's a platform that he started that offers practical STEM education to pupils uh, at a low cost so it's obviously targeted to those in the rurals who don't obviously have access to uh, beakers and uh, pipettes. So, you know, uh, shout out to Nkosana. Uh, also, another Zimbabwean doing it big, 
This week saw the launch of Florida Man, uh, a Netflix limited series. What's not even a limited series? A TV show, a series. Um, uh, Florida Man uh, stars the talented Zimbabwean actress Sivongile Mlambo, uh, which uh, uh, was created by showrunner Donald Todd. It's about Mike Valentine, uh, uh, a man, a gambling addict who has to go back to Florida uh, to help find a mob boss's runaway girlfriend. Na 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 na. Well, it turns out that uh, the motel owner's wife, who's a pretty big character in the show, is played by Zimbabwean actress Sivongile Mlambo. Uh, so shout out to her and shout out to her for featuring such a major Netflix show. So if you were looking for something to watch and just watching something with a fellow Zimbabwean in it is what will push you over, then check out Florida Man because uh, Sibongi is in it. Also, she follows me on Instagram recently. She literally followed me after we mentioned her and Zimbabweans doing it big, like, I don't know, a year and a half ago or something. So it makes me think that she listens to this podcast or someone in her life listens to it. So shout out to her. What's up? What's up? Hi, Siba. While we're on it, let's uh, give a shout out to another Zimbabwean who's uh, on Netflix. Uh, there's a Tyler Perry film. It's called the J- A Jazz Man's Blues. It actually came out towards the tail end of last year. Um, and it stars Solea Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. Who is, uh, mm. uh, who is uh, Zimbabwean yeah, born, now lives in, uh, in uh, the, the Americas and she stars in this movie. I haven't watched this movie. Um, I'll be honest with you, it's a Tyler Perry movie, so I'm not going to watch it. But if that is your thing, there's a Zimbabwean in it. So shout out to Solea. While we're on it, I want to give a big shout out oh, wait, to... You, you're, you're glancing over the other day, or the other episode, you said that a certain Arsenal player was of Zimbabwean heritage and recently I got up. I got to, don't put that on me. Don't give me those bad vibes. Want to speak on that? Want to speak on that? Hmm? 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 <laughs> so Reese Nelson was largely believed to be of Zimbabwean descent. In fact, so much so that the Zimbabwean national team had actually been trying to reach out to him. That's why he had to come out and say, yo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I oh, actually I can't. I kind of got a bit disembarrassed. <laughs> No, so, guys, guys. So, so you have not in your research department. Like, okay, you know, it's one thing for us to talk back and forth, like just gossip. But you're telling me no one is actually doing some research. Before going to him, did no one just call up? I, oh, my God. I want to believe that there must be some link somewhere because where would it have come from? <laughs> anyway. That for, all my, for, for most of our, our childhood, did we not believe Tony Braxton was Tundere Braxton? No, Phil. No, no, uh-uh. no. <laughs> Those are the same people who believed in Ranganai Kelly. So no, stop it. That wasn't Standard. the real thing. It did. <laughs> We're not trying to claim that person. Anyway, um, I want to give a shout out to Zimbabwean-born tennis star. Her name is Kim Bunu, who plays for California Polytech State University, also known as Cal Poly. Uh, she is part of what? What's the name of their team? Hold on. I think it's the, not the Raptors. Uh, it's somewhere here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll find it here. The Mustangs. Yeah, so she's uh, apparently a huge part of the Mustangs who have done really well uh, in uh, 2022, 2023. Uh, She got the chance to meet uh, Serena Williams, uh, who she felt was her idol. And she's got a a dope feature in Greedy South. Shout out to Greedy South. Always plugging me with Zimbabweans doing big things. Uh, So yeah, so just want to give a shout out to a Zimbabwean born tennis star. Tennis is something, you know, something I feel close to because that's what I did when I was in high school, early days of high school. And I was actually potentially pretty good at it. I just decided to follow an academic path. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? I could have been a tennis star too. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. When I tried to play recently, I sprained my ankle. So 
that's no longer an option for me. But in the past, mm. Kim Boon, shout out to you. Mm. And then mm. finally, ah, he, then then you know this next week, right? Okay, I'll leave this one. It's not really an individual. It's for a company, but it's fine. I'll leave it. Okay. Hey, you guys, we haven't had a, a regular sit-down episode because, you know, last week we uh, we had uh, um, the private affairs episode. Um, we got a chance to sit down with the, the creator, the producer, the writer of private affairs, uh, Christine Kicks. And uh, also with one of the cast members, Gary Guy. It was a dope conversation. Uh, you know, we've been talking about that podcast for a while. Season two has just uh, wrapped up. It wrapped up a couple of weeks ago, actually. So we got a chance to speak to them. So uh, that was our last episode. Before that, we had uh, Valerie Omari, who we felt was a very talented. And shout out to people who mentioned us like on Twitter and stuff. We're like, damn, thanks for plugging us and putting us on. That's what we do, yo. You're welcome. So yeah, so it's been a while since we've sat down and discussed. So there's a bit to catch up on. If you recall, Phil, two weeks ago, we spoke about uh, Jonathan Majors. Um, that was a huge talking mm. point. And what about Jonathan Minor? Look, uh, Jonathan Majors. Back then, we were not sure. We, it looked things looked bad, but we were like, you know what? We're not going to rush. But I think at this point, I ah uh, uh, things are uh, looking very bad for that man. Uh, and there are people. There are people. Are, you know what? Actually, nothing has come to light. There very well could be, let's say hypothetically, there very well could be a smear campaign, whatever it may be. But uh, my guy, do, do you know? Do you know how I know it's really bad? And I saw this from a TikTok. That no, I, I know. I know it's bad because his manager dropped him. Do you know how bad it has been for a manager to drop me, especially this week, Dan? I don't know. Uh, have you had a chance to watch Beef? Not yet, but I know the story you're going to get into. Yeah. So obviously. If you watch Beef, there's a there's an actor there. I'm trying to get his real name. But the 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 Asian actor. Um, as, as 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 the internet tends to, the internet never forgets. They went back and they found a clip from a podcast that this man did with Asa Akira ten years ago, where he basically detailed that a he committed a sexual assault, and b he 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 actually enjoyed it because he would not be turned on without committing the sexual assault. Um, uh, did they take him off of the? His name is da- David David Cho or something like Cho. that. David there Cho. We, there we go. David Cho. There we go. Um, and so context the the, the they, what you're referring to, Phil. So back in 2014, he had a podcast. It was called uh, DVD. I don't know. I think it, I think it's a podcast that he had with Asa, DVD Asa or something like that. So on this podcast, he does this thing which Phil is describing where he he literally describes a sexual assault. Go on. Mm-hmm. Back in 2014. That podcast doesn't exist anymore, by the way. They tried to delete it and whatever, but like Phil said. Ah, they've been scrubbing. Even, even you can't even, it's hard. Like I, there was an account that shared that clip on TikTok. A day later, that clip was gone. Mm-hmm. DM, DMCA David Cho at Universal Music are moving at the same with the same tactics right now. <laughs> so long story Taking short, down everything. Uh, I mean, okay, there's no point in really going into depth in that one because I mean, it's not like he's a well-known person. Um, but I think I think it, 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 it sheds light, like because beef. We'll, we'll get to it in the movies and TV because I actually finished it. It's, it's a really decent show. Um, but the the point there is, uh, this man went and. No, it's not like it was done in private. He went on a very public platform and said these things, these horrendous, scary, 
horrifying things. On top of that, he continued to get work throughout the years. Obviously, not everyone can can see everything. So may, maybe it wasn't brought to light at the time. Maybe it wasn't a big enough star for people to raise the alarm bells and for it to ring off. But now that you've become a celebrity, obviously, or like you're on a hit show on Netflix, it's going to get more attention. Mm. The thing that I'm saying to you, the, the thing that came to my light that, that I also realized is for the video to be getting scrubbed from the internet, for people to be getting takedown notices, that means you have management and a PR team that are working to your benefit. Not only that, they know what you said. And then as you and I know, if you're someone's manager or PR, you're not seeing the public facing version of them. You're seeing the real version of them to, the, to, to, to some degree. Sometimes you even seeing the worst of them because you're seeing them when they're tired, stressed from work during high pressure situations. So you guys know who this person is and you're still deciding to work with them. Now, slimy, disgusting. I hope you guys all suffer. Bringing it back to Mr. Majors, a month later, keep in mind, a month ago when this first story first broke, remember they said there's going to be video mm. that's going to be released? I haven't seen that video. Have you seen that video? <clears throat> Not yet, but TikTok. Yeah. And now, as Dan was alluding to, there's now a new a slew of accusations. Obviously, there's just accusations that have been proven in court, but as we say on this podcast, we always operate on the assumption let's believe victims. So there's that. And then to make it even worse, your team are leaving you. And this is literally a month after you were the hottest star, not just in black Hollywood, but wow. in Hollywood. Wow, Phil. And what? Are you ready to pick up the call? No, I want you to put it on do not disturb. Why don't you prioritize our listeners? Mm, you're right, Dan. Let me put my thing on TNT. Hello. Hello. Hey, Shemaine, you're on the podcast. What's up? Oh, okay. Why? Because you're phoning us while we're recording the podcast. Oh, you could have just said, I'll call you back later. Ah, ah, clearly, it was important since you kept calling. Jeez Louise. Anyway, what's happening there? Well, tell okay. us what's, what's going on in your world, buddy. What should our listeners know about what's happening in the streets? An inside look into Phil's family. Mm, well, it is. Huh? What? No, please go ahead. Please go ahead. Oh, I said it's so dark over here in New Zealand. We are getting, we're beginning another glorious day of weather that you never know if it's going to be sunny, windy, rainy, or all of those in one day. I'm sure Other our three listeners in New Zealand appreciate this. Thank you. What, what are your thoughts on Jonathan Majors and, and his current scandal? I was actually reading that yesterday. That is quite sad. That mm, mm. Someone just on the cusp of greatness just mm. ruins it all by not being able to regulate the emotions. Mm. Look at those big words. Huh? You see, we're educated over here, buddy. We're educated over here. <laughs> Jumps on. <laughs> Jumps on. I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you later. All right. Don't have to sign up. Oh. A release for you to use my voice. Look, Get out look at of these here. people who live in first world countries. <clears throat> Okie dokie, Akatoki. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> okay. 
coming back to this Jonathan Major story, I, I, you know, okay. Not only did did Jonathan Major's PR, I mean, management leave him, but also his PR agency or his PR agent. Do you know how bad things have to be? I'm not saying he's guilty or he's not guilty. I'm saying the PR agent whose job is to make you look good and with someone who's as hot as Jonathan Majors and is likely to potentially make millions of dollars for their agency for themselves in the coming years. So they're willing to, to, to overlook a lot and they're willing to, to shine a lot of dirty, you know, dirty things for the sake of the millions that are coming down the road. They looked at the situation. They were like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Do you know, do you know the, the wildest thing? Dan, you, know, you know who has a, a publicist right now that's ex- actively doing interviews? Mm. Bill Cosby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bill Cosby's people are like, nah, we're not dropping him. There's money here. Jonathan Major's PR agency was like, you know what? Uh, to, to be fair, Jonathan Major's money and Bill Cosby's money aren't even in the same neighborhood. So the, the point is the potential of Jonathan Major's money. Fam, like Jonathan Major's, if he had played his cards right, had $3 billion movies. Uh, guaranteed, guaranteed. Three, three times billion dollar movies. Guaranteed. That's not including everything else. And yeah, I mean, it's sad. And obviously, there have been people who have been going on def- defending him, saying, like, you know, it's terrible. It's the black. He was trying to buy NBC, and look what they did to him. So, look, but, two things can be true at once. We say this all the time. Yes, it can be true that the black person is targeted in America. Yes, it can be true that, um, you know, sometimes there's unfair treatment of a people of color. All of that can be very true. And it can also be true that Jonathan Majors is an abuser. We don't. Obviously, at this point in time, we don't have any evidence to 100% back that up, but it's not looking good at the moment. So, yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, just to give you guys an update, there's more people that have come forward. Um, apparently, there's uh, a group. So, yeah, that's not looking good. And, Phil, I think I think we might have been the, one of the first podcasts to really go in on this Tabo Besta situation. And we're ahead of the game. You people need to understand. We are totally dust. Now everybody want to talk about it like it's more important than load shedding. But where were you when we were talking about it, guys? And I think the developments... Do you know the... <laughs> the craziest thing is like... As every day passes, more details are revealed. And it's just more... Your, we are moving at a frantic your per minute rate. Like there's so many yours per minute. Like... I think the last the last we had discussed, they, I, I don't even remember. Had we discussed him being arrested? But they were arrested in Tanzania. They were extradited back to South Africa. Um, obviously, I think we discussed this, the story of them pl- trying to drive a vehicle and they'd, they'd left in Zimbabwe. So they, that plan failed and then they, they got another vehicle that they were trying to drive to, into Kenya. Then it came out that uh, Tabo Besta had been doing his business with the blessing of Dr. Nandi's family because obviously he was the money man now. Then Dr. Nandi's team have obviously been trying to um, play the PR game. (sighs) 
I don't want to roast my dude because he's my dude, but yo, my, my guy Moshe, I don't know why you exposed those chats. Why? Why did you? Why would you release those chats? Why? I'm not going to say much more on that. Like, if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. But that wasn't a good, that was a smart move. But I think it, why I bring it up is it highlights just sometimes if you've built a reputation or you've built this allure, it's very easy to fool people. It's very easy to manipulate them. It's very easy to play the victim. Like, guys, I'm no, man. Like, how could I do that? No, nah, these people are trying to get at me. Or if you have the financial or social capital, it's very easy to have people in your corner. And that's why so often we see all these powerful people do horrible things and continue to get away with it because they have people enabling that behavior. So, yes, the Tabo Besta case is on, it's happening in court right now. Um, shout out shout out to Uzi. They have avoided um, the bad PR that usually follows them in such high-profile court cases in South Africa. Nike has, has, has carried the baton thanks to Dr. <laughs> Dr. Nandi's fashion choices. It's been a lot. Eh? Every day, she's got a new Nike hoodie. And every day, someone is like, Uzi, we've done. We are, we are. I, think, I, think, I think it's done. I think, I think right now, Uzi Uzi's good. You know what I mean? Another day, another escape. I thought we, I saw. We can now start wearing Uzi again, Dan. We can now start wearing Uzi again without people shooting us. Shit. Anyway, look, those are just some updates on some things we've spoken about before. There's a lot to speak about this time around, so <sighs> let's get into it. Oh, before we do, do we still have to? I know. Uh, we've, we've okay. Uh, so, um, look, there's a couple of things to talk about. Um, I mean, there's only one way to start. Let's let's let, let's start by, because to be fair, my guy, uh, I'm not gonna lie. You know, Dan, I'm all for the artist, but if these servers are pumping out bangers <laughs> like this, this is actually one of the first Drake songs I've enjoyed in a while. I was like, oh, hey. Like Selena, the flats, eh? Bumping Justin Bieber, but a flavor ain't left, eh? She know what she need, or her need, or she blessed, eh? Giving me my best, eh? Yeah, I got my heart on my sleeve with a knife in my back. What's with that, eh? 21, I love him, then my brother, that's my stack, eh? Bet you made the beat, so you know that it's gon' slap, eh? Yeah, it's gon' slap, eh? Time, run it back. Talking to a diva, yeah, she on my nerves She think that I need her, kick her to the curb All I know is you could have had the world Had the world, yeah, you were my world Got these girls on my neck, got these girls on my track Like Selena, baby, on my Gina, baby, yeah She thinking my lab over with drive It's on the fancy door, and she white out the store Guys, that is a banger. That is a banger. So, no, like, you're not, you're not mixing and mastering, but it's a banger. I mean, you're not confused. It's like, wow, why are these guys playing a Drake song that I've never heard? That's not what's happening. That's currently not what's happening. Um, look, we, we, we've, we've been speaking about this for a while. We won't, Joe. Um, that What's is who Dan, Dan, who was ahead of the curve? Who, who, uh, guys, you, you know what? Ba- I, I, basically, Phil, basically, AI received a 2BT bump, if you think about it. 
<laughs> Speaking of the two BD bump, you're welcome, Rachel. I don't know if you guys saw Rachel was on Kendall Jenner's story a couple of days ago. Rachel, do you know what he spoke about? Mm-hmm. Once again, we're killing the game, then. So that song that we're, you just heard, the game on our shoulders. <laughs> that song you just heard is uh, an AI creation. It's not a real collaboration between Drake and The Weeknd. It sounds like it. It sounds, in fact. I, w- I would have said to the untrained ear, but I have been, you know, I've, I've, I've worked in radio for 10 years, 11 now. And if I did not know that there was an AI track, I would have thought that's the new Drake in the weekend. Mm. Um, the song is called Heart on My Sleeve. It was created by TikTok user Ghost Rider 977. Um, mm. Killing the streets. And it's, it's got the labels shook. It's got the labels shook. It's got uh, the artists shook. That was. <laughs> this is so tricky because there's no precedent. Okay. So. We, when we, when we, when we discuss um, using someone's likeness, right? There's, uh, there's legal implications to using someone's likeness, i.e. using someone's picture, using someone's video, using someone to promote themselves, etc. If I create something using AI, I don't think there's very clear legal boundaries as to what is owned by who. And... I'm sure things will get clear. I'm not a lawyer, um, but I'm sure things, I'm sure as time goes on, there'll be, there'll be more boundaries and more rules and more laws put in place. But even when those things do happen, even when those boundaries are put in place, there's still going to be, what happens if, um, th- there's no point in even going through these scenarios. If, if I am not allowed to, to, Okay. Okay, let me wrap let me wrap my thoughts around this. Um I heard of someone who was working on the concept of uh, copywriting, uh voice cadence, etc. So for example, anything that sounds like Drake, i.e. it falls in this particular uh, uh frequency and with this kind of cadence and with this kind of timber and da 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 da, da you can copyright that. That is obviously Impossible. that's obviously extremely difficult, but there was some some lawyer, some copyright lawyer who was trying to work on that concept. That's impossible. Impossible is only impossible until it's done. But the point is No, i I mean the way laws are currently structured and the way copyright law and right to celebrity and all all, all the current legal statutes in place, that's impossible. So technically, according to what I what I heard, technically it is somewhat possible. Um, but it is extremely difficult. It is somewhat possible to copyright someone's voice um, using the laws that exist, but it's extremely difficult. Um, I, I, I can't tell you the details now. I just watched this video um, of, uh, of this, this lawyer who was trying to work on putting this together, and he was trying to explain why it's possible. Um, but it, my point is, we are in a space where even if you were to do that, all you have to do is vary something ever so slightly by, a, uh, you know, a few little changes and you can very easily use AI to do that. And now you have something that sounds like Drake or sounds like The Weeknd, but isn't them. 
How do you prove that my intention was to sound like Drake? I just put out a song. It's going to be so difficult going forward to navigate things that were already difficult to navigate when it comes to copyright so far. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. But the point is, in the meantime, things are crazy. People are making just stuff. (laughs) Everything's crazy. And um, the solution is not to ban it, unfortunately. New tools will always appear. And the solution is never to its banned. Um, I think uh, I think there was a, an article that was shared in our Patreon group, Phil, about uh, was it Universal that was? Um, uh, Lucian Grange was pissed, brah. He was like, "No, no, no, take it down." And eventually, they did take it down. I think by triggering that takedown, obviously, a discussion needed to be had anyway. So now everything that you've discussed is now going to be dis- is, is now going to come to the fore. So before this, like um, most recent reports, you're looking at 80 to hundred thousand songs are uploaded to DSPs every day mm. at that volume. It's impossible to vet. And before this, there were already fake artists where I, I, I could be an upstart and then I would just add Drake as my featured artist. And if I was lucky enough, it would pop up on his page. And all his fans would be notified there's a new song with Phil and Drake. And they'd be like, who is Phil? And then they'd listen. And halfway through the song, they'd realize, wait a minute, Drake isn't on this. And they'd leave. But by then, it'd be too late because all it takes 30 seconds for that stream to count as a paying stream. And I've, I've now made my monies. And unless the label then goes and disputes that placement, I could get a payout. Same thing with YouTube. That's why like this song is so prevalent on YouTube right now because it's not a copyrighted item. It's not triggering... Um, Any takedowns. The only thing that's triggering, from what I understand, is the tag at the beginning, which is the Metro Boomin tag, which you'll notice that the versions that are now on YouTube have removed. So, <clears throat> we're living in very interesting times. Um, I'm not sure where the future is, but it's getting scary. And I think the the rate of iteration is what has become really scary. Just like two months ago, we were discussing some of these new AI voice tools and they didn't sound, they didn't sound great. They sounded possible, but they didn't sound mm. great. And there was that one model that was trained solely on Selena Gomez's voice. And then that, that was starting to get it. I think that was like three months ago. And now three months later, there's a deluge, like a little... De- Dad, did you hear the, the Rihanna album? There's a Rihanna album as well. <laughs> There's a Rihanna album of just covers. Like she's covering Maroon 5. She's covering the Rolling Stones. She's covering um, Thames. And it sounds legit. Just as a thought exercise in the group, in our Patreon group, I don't know if they saw it or not. Uh, and, and here's a, 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 a spoiler for those that were fooled. I shared a version of Kanye West and Drake rapping WAP. The thing is that included a video, so it might have thrown some people off. And there genuinely were people who were convinced that was real. And I was joking along with it. And until they listened to those podcasts, they wouldn't have known. Wait a minute. That actually wasn't, that was not real guys. That was fake. (sighs) So this is very interesting. Um, Look, we will keep a close eye on it and there's a lot to discuss. But one thing I want to, I, I sort of want to like, like hammer home is 
whenever there's a huge major shift, and it's clear that AI is one of those major shifts, right? Whenever there's a huge shift, there's a lot of pushback because there's severe change coming. And whether it's good or bad is irrelevant. The point is the change is coming. If you ban it or you try to regulate it, it's just going to happen outside of regulation. It's going to happen anyway and you'll be left behind. So the best way to do it is to embrace the new tools, embrace the change and try to see how things go forward. So I had a debate as well with my wife about, you know, art, art, uh, traditionally art is meant to, it's less um, practical and it's more to do with ethereal. It's like things that speak to your soul, things that, that you connect with uh, on a deeper level and so on. And my point is, yes, at the moment, it's very mechanical. But all those things can be replicated. I believe they can. Maybe it'll take a long time. Maybe it will, it'll, it'll, it'll be something that's um, uh, 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 something that's very difficult to figure out at first. But I believe the tools now exist as we sit here for art to be replicated with the air quotes soul or whatever it is that you want to call it of it. Um, of course, that's still a so, debate, and people will have different views and so on. But and yeah, I, I think I think the the people okay. There's a few there's a few caveats we should explain. First and foremost, this is not AI. This is not artificial intelligence. What this is is large data sets. So it's large language models, large um, text uh, models. All all this all these these systems have done is they've ingested a ton of data. They've done pattern recognition and they've figured out what humans are. Because that's all humans are. Um, an example of this is, I don't know if, if you've ever listened to a song for the first time or you watched a movie for the first time and they start saying a line and you finish the line because it's a predictable line. And the reason why lines are predictable, sometimes it's because people are lazy, but it's also because humans have patterns of, of speech. When you're in this emotion, this is what you want to convey. This rhymes with this best. ETC, ETC, ETC. <clears throat> so this is what all these things have done. <clears throat> if we now get to quantum computing, which is the next stage, where these models or these machines are now sentient, where they're now passing the advanced version uh, of the Lambda test, and now they are able not just to recreate based off all the data ingested into them, but they're able to create unique pieces, the same way humans are able to create unique pieces based on, without prompting, just from, from their own processes. That's when things are going to get very hairy. Phil, Phil. <clears throat> let's, let's. Oh, and the other thing I was going to say is, um, sorry, I don't, I, I, before you, you, you sing your point, the other thing I was going to say is, people that believe that AI art is an art, you're wrong. It's art. All art is, is an iteration of previous art. That's exactly what they're doing. The only reason is you know the story. And humans, for the most part, sometimes the story is more valuable than the art. So, no, this young child, he painted this as a, as a victim of war and he traveled 20,000 kilometers and this represents his journey. That's what you buy sometimes. You don't really buy the art. Sometimes you just buy the story. And because there's no story, like it's very novel. Yes, eventually, like right now in the it's very novel and new. And we're gonna to get to a point where people um aren't as enamored with this as it as, as they are right now. And 
what the industry is going to have to figure out, what the artists are going to have to figure out is, how do I sell the story of humanity in my art? That's where the value is. Over to you, Dan. So you said something. You said, this is not artificial intelligence. This is simply large language models, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I do not technically disagree with you. I don't, I think you've simplified something that's a lot more complex. Um, obviously, you mean it's not artificial general intelligence, right? Fine, fair and fine. But let, let's, let's pick an example of someone who is accomplished at their task. Let's say Timberland. Timberland is an accomplished producer who creates amazing beats through his own creativity. AI, as in its current iteration, couldn't do that. All it does is replicate things that have already existed. I would then put to you, how did Timberland learn? How does he come up with new beats? And the answers to those questions, how are they different to how ChatGPT or any of the GPT or BARD or any other of the, 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 the large language models and the AI that they do? How is it different? We learn based on experience and then we add on top of it based on a certain set of boundaries, a certain set of et cetera. And that's exactly what it's doing. It's the same thing. It's not, it's not, re so for example, this beat that was created by AI is not something that existed before and was just regurgitated. It's a new creation based on learnings of the past. And that's exactly what your favorite producers do, your favorite writers, your favorite singers, everything. They are creating new things based on what they've learned and based on their experiences and based on what they've read and based on what they've been inspired by. That's exactly what these tools are doing. No, I would disagree there. So you are right in creating something new based <clears throat> excuse me, based on existing materials is exactly what some humans do. But what we also do is the great artists, the ones that move the culture forward, are the genre benders. The people that merge concepts, ideas, sounds, Okay, had no business or were previously not um, thought thought to go together, and they were like, "Wait a minute, what?" Timberland, perfect example. Timberland started making unique percussion sound, not only with with his mouth and with his beats, but with sampling. That is something that's unique. Before Kanye West started doing the Chipmunk um, sped up samples, how would an AI know? Wait a minute. If I take an, a 70s soul song and I pitch it up, Phil, and I create this loop. Phil, Phil. What, what? Okay. Think of the process that, let's say Kanye exactly. What process did Kanye go through to get to the stage where he did that? What, what, like, we, obviously we can't know for sure, but we've got some indication based on what we've seen. The process that Kanye went through, what was it? And tell me why the current artificial intelligence models are incapable of that same process to create genre benders, unique sounds, something completely different, if that's a prompt. You could literally prompt, come up with Wait, something Dan, that Dan, has Dan, never on, been Dan, done before. Dan, Dan, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The key word there, you just said it, is prompt. Now. Who writes the prompt? Wait, hold on. Who writes the prompt? <laughs> so, okay. A human writes so, the wait, prompt. Wait, hold Have you heard of... And this is the... Hold on, hold on. So let me finish my point. And this is why I say this is not AI yet. Because even these creations... Artificial general intelligence. Played, mm. Even this song that we just played here is... It took a human 
to design or, or think of that concept and then use the tool to create to bring it to fruition. All these tools have done now is it's made it a lot easier, right? With prompts, we still we are still using our creativity, but now it's cheaper. Instead of me having to go to an expensive designer who's seventy dollars an hour to have an idea and bring it to fruition, I just put in a prompt in Midjourney. After a couple of iterations, I'll have that, right? But I still have to come up with a prompt. What I'm saying now is when we get to a point where a machine or a data set is left to its own devices and it turns out this without the need of prompting, without a human intervention at all, that's when Skynet is, is real. Have you heard of um, uh, ChatGPT agents or AI agents? Things yeah, like I, I use a few. Auto GPT, agent GPT, etc. Yeah, I use a few, yeah. So, of course, it's very early iterations, but the very basis of them is I need an end task. This agent was created by an AI to create the prompt to receive the next thing. So, if the initial prompt, which is still made by a, mu- a human, I'm with you. And I know I get your point about um, sentience. That's not what I'm arguing here. I am saying... If unique, beautiful art is created by someone with creativity out of something that hasn't existed before, and it's influenced by what he has seen, what he has heard, et cetera, et cetera, but he created something new. My argument is currently AI can do that with the tools that exist. With the agent, you can simply say, I want to create beautiful music. ChatGPT will then create an agent or rather the agent will then create a, 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 I don't know what the official terms are, sub-agent or whatever the case is, whose job is to research what has been done and what hasn't been done. There's going to be another agent that's create, And you are not doing those prompts. The agents are doing those prompts. Create another agent, which is now like, okay, what uh, um, musical styles could be genre-bending, could be unique. Another agent is created that will then start blending things and seeing how they sound. All of that can be done without human input. And the end result is still done with the same process that a human would have. So I'm not arguing here that artificial general intelligence exists. I don't think it does. In all honesty, I don't think it ever will. Skynet, et cetera, et cetera. I don't believe that it will, you know, but, you know, I don't want to be the person that was like, that's impossible when, when, the, when they finally do come. So my mind is open to everything. But I don't think it's ever possible to create artificial general intelligence to the level that humans have. Yes. I am saying the task of creating which is done by our sentience, doesn't necessarily require sentience. The same, the same processes that a sentient being uses to create something brand new can be done by simply following patterns from a machine agent, etc. So a Timberland who created genre-bending music with his, his revolutionary use of drums that had never been done before can be done by an agent. And th- the prompt doesn't have to be use drums in a revolutionary way. The prompt could just simply be create some unique music. And it is capable with the tools that currently exist to make Timberland style genre bending music. That's what I'm saying. Ultimately, I'm not, I'm not disputing. I don't think we're there yet, but I, I do think we will get there. But I think when you look at how the music industry has been moving, they knew this was coming. And a lot of people, there have been a lot of 
think pieces about this is a Napster moment. The industry has been caught on the back foot, bloody, bloody blue. I don't think that letter from Universal was for Universal. I think that was just to appease artists because they're panicking. I also think it was like a a, a, a buy time maneuver. It wasn't like a, yeah. this is our official stance. And yeah, also what you said. Because yeah. like at, 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 at its most, um, at its most sinister, depending on, on how contracts are structured and how um, laws are structured, especially like right to celebrity, who, whoever owns your likeness, whoever owns the branding. If you're in a 360 deal, for example, that could get hairy. If, for example, there's a now legal precedent where if you sign to a label and you signed over your image uh, and voice rights, if as an artist you don't own those, if they then decide, you know what, you're difficult. We've got... We've got a thousand songs from you. We've got enough of a data set. Shoo. Which is wild. We'll, inge- we'll ingest these into uh, the AI and bam, we, we've got a song. And keep in mind, Dan, what we're dealing with now, this is version 1.0. Not even 0.021. It's not even worked out all the we're betas. At, you know what I mean? We're, we're, we're like at alpha, maybe even beta release. We're not even at full full commit release yet. So in a couple of years, maybe even in a year, this is going to get very scary. And I say the industry has known this was happening because what's been the biggest gripe like for music fans lately with regards to seeing artists live, the live performance. And they've been doing it in two ways. Live performance costs have been shooting up. That's now the premium experience. We'll, we'll talk about Coachella later on. But Coachella used to be uh, literally like a new hippie upstart festival who got a random mention in Coach, uh, thing in uh, Frank Ocean's song. I think it was Novocaine. Yeah, Novocaine. Years ago. And now it's one of the biggest festivals in the world thousands of dollars to attend and get a weekend pass. That's now the premium. You see what Taylor Swift is doing, taking Ticketmaster to task because tickets have become so overpriced because that's the only way you can really get to interact with the artist. That's why people are now selling, like you recall, in the beginning, we used to get vlogs for free. Mm. Like we used to get content for free. Now, some artists are putting their content behind paywalls. Like, oh, you, you want to see my behind the scenes? You want to see how I made this song? Subscribe to my Patreon. Because at least then you know you're interacting with the real version of the artist. Once again, you're buying the story behind the art. You're seeing the performance of the art. It's not just a digital thing. Because there are some artists who before were reclusive, they would only release music. They wouldn't maybe do They might do a music video. And that was that. Now, those artists can be replaced digitally. Hmm. Snap of a finger. And then on the other side, I don't know if you've been seeing what League of Legends has been doing particularly. <clears throat> so they have massive events, right? Mm-hmm. And they've now built a band based on characters in the game. And the band makes music that is played during the game. And these are platinum selling artists, but they don't exist. Mm. And then when there's massive League of Legends um, events, they have these three massive 3D holograms that beam into the stadiums before and after the tournaments. And they stream this. And sometimes the streams of the concert match the stream of the gameplay. 
if you think about it though, Phil, this kind of model has existed for a long time, just not digitally. Um, long ago, a pattern was identified. People were identified who would fit into that pattern and were made into superstars. All the pop acts you can think of, all the K-pop groups, all the, basically, here's the template. We just need to add people into that template that match certain criteria. Of course, there was some talent that was needed and all of that. But the point was, pop beats, make, make sure they look good, make sure there's super hype around them. Nah, 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 nah. And next thing, they're a global superstar. Rinse, repeat. And the same labels that were doing that, once they wrap their heads around, once all these old label heads die off, maybe or hand over to young CEOs, or I don't know. I mean, that's just going to be happening with AI. What's to AI acts? That it's just going to be that your favorite TikTok songs that are going crazy that fit into this template. Man, it's good. It's going to be wild. It's going to be so wild. I, I'm very curious to see how things turn out. May we live in interesting times. May we live in interesting times. What a time so, to be yeah. alive. I don't know. You're, you're, you know, I've, I've actually got a couple of favorites. Do, do you want to hear Michael Jackson and uh, The Weeknd song? <laughs> no, I don't want to hear any more AI songs. But, but they're, they're really good, Dad. Hold on. Let me, let me play you one. Hold on. Let me, let me see if my internet behaves. Let me play you one of my favorites. Yeah, this is a good one here. Guys, we're, we're living in a Black Mirror episode. Very soon, dead artists will no longer be dead. MJ is going to be dropping a new banger every week. <sighs> Wait until this start happen. This starts happening with video as well. It's already happening. It, but the thing is, right now, it's still pretty bad. Wait until you can't... Wait until they're trying to hire John Boyega. Wait until they try to hire Jonathan Majors to play Kang and he's in jail, so... <laughs> Hey man, we got to make an AI Jonathan Majors kind of looking person. Oh, you, you mean like what they did in Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean that was just that was less AI and more uh special effects with uh but That's what I'm yeah. saying. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying because ultimately why would you if if you're now dealing with real actors and keep in mind we have we've been moving towards this. Toy Story was one of the first um, feature films uh, with CGI and animation. Look at what Toy Story is, and and look at Puss in Boots today, or or look, just look at like what recent things are. It's going to be very, very, very possible, as it stands, because like some like if if you watch a Marvel movie, eighty percent of a Marvel movie is CGI. Mm. Like, they've been training us for years. Dad, think about it, man. They've been training us for years. Because now we don't know what's real and what's fake. Man, we're in a simulation right now, dog. What, what if right now, what if, what, what if this moment right now is CGI? 
We don't even know. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's 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 do some gagaga stories. Um, our producer had put a story about Elon Musk, but honestly, I'm tired of talking about him. What 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 is that? Ah, his beef with Microsoft. Um, get out of here. So, um, let's let's talk about oh. Let's talk about the Changamide Awards. We spoke about it a couple of weeks ago and we spoke about uh, things that were coming up. That happened this past weekend. Um, before we get into the drama, let me just give you a quick rundown of the winners. Was it was it the winners? Yeah, the winners uh, of the Changamide Festival Awards. Best male went to Holy Ten. Best female went to Kiki Badass. Best newcomer went to Bling 4. Song of the Year went to Fire Emoji Remix. Um, best Album, Life of Movimi by Volts JT. Best Alternative Song, Nick Genius and Holy Ten with Loss. Best Producer, Washer T. Best Collaboration, Pressure by Holy Ten, Michael Mags, and Mr. Candy, which I think ju- like came out very recently. I'm surprised that won an award. Um, Entrepreneur of the Year, Danger Mashwede. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see, anything else interesting? Best Model went to Hilary Makaya. Best Vixen, Yolanda Cream. Mm-hmm. Best Hip Hop Verse, Holy Ten in Fire Emoji. Um, best Coordinated Hip Hop Event, Blowout Burnouts Festival. Um, best Hip Hop Group or Duo, A Piece of Ebony. That's interesting. Um, best Online Media, Went to Eyes of 263. Uh, best Alternative Act, K Chaps. Best Promoter, Hatifeke Junk. Best Diaspora, Hilsey. Mm. Um, yeah, best hip-hop, Afropop DJ, DJ Irock. Uh, yeah, I mean, the rest of this. Oh, best hip-hop video went to Chibak by Kiki Badass and, Krug- and Kruger. Best lyricist went to T-Gons. <laughs> uh, People's Choice, Saint Flo. All right, very interesting. Nice, nice, great, uh, great stuff. Anyway. Let's talk about uh, another interesting story about the Changamira Festival Awards. So, you know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading the quotes and it's top of mind because you said it in our interview with AK almost a decade ago. So, I'm 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 going to I'm just going to skip your word jumble, but it's it's a funny exercise. Mm-hmm. So, Dan, I'm going to read this quote. Do you remember what you said to AKA about his last trip to Zimbabwe during that interview with him? If you listen back to that episode. I mean, which context? I can't remember. About what? No, you, it was the second time in Zimbabwe. Yeah. And you were like, yo, the first time you came to Zim and you said something. You said like your show was? I can't remember. You said the show wasn't well well attended. It wasn't well promoted. Yes, yes. You gave, you gave a great performance. Yeah. Despite that. And I appreciated that. Remember? Yes, yes, yes. yes. I, remember said, like, I remember that. I remember that. you were there. You were a witness. Mm. So as we're going to run through the slew of things that Zimbabwe Said, but I think saying this, it, it gives our listeners a little bit of context to understand the type of person we're dealing with here. This is what he says. I have worked with her late boyfriend, Ike. This is him referring to Nadia Nakai. Mm-hmm. We brought him to Zimbabwe in 2014 at the Zim Gardens and we had a wonderful show. Really? I remember that show. It was not well attended. <laughs> was it wonderful? It was a great show. <clears throat> okay. So anyway, let, let's give the backstory. So... As part of this, you you also lost in all this. Remember, Dan, it was supposed to be Nadia Nakai and Blackie. Not mm-hmm. once did Blackie post, Changamire, did you confirm? Nothing. Blackie, Blackie, there was not even an announcement from them as to why Blackie was not there, but he was not there. 
But you know, let, let's not dwell on that. So Blackie didn't come. Nadia Nakai came. Then um, I, I I obviously wanted to attend because two of my artists were nominated. So I, I asked someone from the team, yo, um, we haven't, has anyone heard from these guys? And I asked the artists, yo, have, have you guys heard from the awards? They were like, nope. Well, like, interesting. So we reached out to them um, via the socials. And they were like, hey, um, our artists are represented. We wanted to find out what the situation is with seating, tickets, blah, 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 blah. And they said, yeah, you, you just present your name at the door and an artist and a plus one will get entry. Mm. And, and we're like, um, but you do realize we're the label contacting you. And then there was no response. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to those. So, but, but, by the way, just some other context as well. Um, we, when we spoke about it, Nadia Nakai was uh, going to be attending this event because she was uh, receiving uh, an award as the most influential African hip-hop artist or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, honored. It was like an honorary award that she was receiving. So she, 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 I remember she posted like, oh, I'm coming to Zim. I'm coming to the Changamina Festival uh, Hip-Hop Awards. Super excited. Nah, 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 nah. Then, you know, the day that she's around, this, these are conversations that were happening in the in the Patreon group. We see uh, on her stories, first of all, she posts that she's starving. Second of all, she starts posting shade towards the promoter of the Changa Media Festival Awards. This was the day after. This is the day after the awards. The awards were- Was it the day after? Sorry. Uh, uh-huh. So uh, we were all wondering, what's going on? In fact, we wanted to take her to Kavas. Um Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so now Phil is reading the response or he's speaking about the response that uh, Jackson Zimboy, the promoter. Mm, he, he did on, a, on, a, on, on another big podcast in the country. <laughs> you don't want to mention them. <laughs> no, well, boys, it's on us. You know, no, so it's Denny J. Yes, but yeah, boys, it's on us. Yeah, so yeah, so he says he says, ah no, she was doing her makeup and I was waiting for her, and then we you know we were waiting for the show, and then there was this whole delay and she was doing her makeup. What 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 I was like you know now it's so like, it's, I was I was listening to that and I was I was very disappointed. I, I, you know what I understand uh, there's nothing in, in media, there's nothing in entertainment that's impartial. There's everyone has an angle, everyone has their allegiances, everyone has their friends. Yeah. So I I like the it is what it is. If if you are, are cool with Danny J and you're like, yo, Danny, I need to get my side of the story out. You've got a very big platform. Can I use your platform to get my side of the story out? I'm not mad at that. Yeah. What I am disappointed by is just the lack of common sense, especially considering there was a woman in studio with them who whose job is to be in the public light. So first and foremost, like Jackson then says, she came and she was doing two hours of makeup. And then Danny J interjects and says, Beyonce, does she think she's Beyonce? And then it cuts to Miss Becky, who's got a perplexed look on her face. Me as a man, if I'm do if I know someone is doing a full glam makeup, two hours is not a ridiculous amount of time. If if you're going to an event and you are the guest of honor at said event and you're giving an award and you need time to do your makeup. I would say something like an hour, hour and a half, but two hours is not, it's not like completely out of the question. That also kind of makes sense. Yeah. And also when you fact in, according to Zimboy, she flew in on the evening flight. Well, it would have been late afternoon because he said he got there. I think he said he got there at what, five or seven or something like that. I can't remember mm. the times. But 
if she flew in at five, for example, she's still got to get situated, unpack. If she's got an outfit, get it steamed, get it ironed, shower, make sure her hair is good, uh, make sure her nails and whatnot are good, then get full glam, then get dressed. That is not unheard of. The other complaint that Zimboy mentioned here is she didn't want to stand in front of the banners with the sponsors and the sponsors pulled out. Zimboy, what type of sponsors are you dealing with that have sponsored the event but are somehow holding the cash in pocket at said event waiting for a photo with Nadia Nakai and only then will they release the funds or only then will they pull out. How do you pull out of an event that's already happening? Make it make sense, my guy. Dan, have you ever heard of such a thing? How do you pull out of an event when it's happening? <laughs> um, also, like, if your sponsorship is based on um, endorsement by an artist, I hope that was covered in the contract. Which is another thing. You know very well the contract. If she did not honor the contract, where would you be going over all this nonsense? All you'd simply state, or, or, or I would advise you to state is, my guys, we had an agreement in place. The terms of the agreement were such and such. Oh, I don't even want to go into the terms of the contract, but they were not honored. And Jatopera, at no point did you say she didn't fail, she, she didn't honor the contract. You said she didn't post for photos. Nadia's not stupid. She knows, she knows her brand is worth something. Why would she be posing for photos if that's not in the contract? It's the same argument that's been going on in America, but also regionally, where people don't understand the difference between an appearance and a performance. Just because you paid someone to appear does not mean you paid them to perform. Just because you paid her to show up at your event does not mean you paid her to be your PR piece. If your plan was, if you planned, like you literally planned that this, even if it's not, um, paid for you have to agree that beforehand with her and her management that we're going to have a photo opportunity in front of sponsors get that signed off right because you can't just assume well obviously you're coming so you'll have to be no hey hey there's no obviously here you paid me to come and appear and to give an award if I had known that there were other things involved I might have charged more or if, it, if, if I didn't charge more still I must know that this is happening so uh, I, I want to say that obviously um, we don't know if there was a contract or not, but it, I mean, if that was in the contract or not, but it seems pretty clear now that it wasn't because you were contractually yeah. obligated to do ABC and you did not. It's a completely different even, conversation even, to, you came and you didn't take photos. I mean, guys, 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 guys. I mean, even your story doesn't make sense in a lot of places. The other thing he mentions is we had a partnership with Karma. She, she came and there was a Karma partnership. Um, first and foremost, she appeared at Karma the day after. I, I know of after parties, but I never heard of a day after party. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. We also know, for those of you guys that don't know, National Arts Council, if you fly in an artist for an event, you'll pay a one-time fee. If that artist then does a secondary performance in the country, even those on the same trip, that's an additional fee. And if I'm just flying in Nadia Nakai and Nadia Nakai alone, which looked like, I think maybe it was a party or two, party of one. If it was just one person, um, as a promoter, 
it makes the 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 cost of me flying her in on my own versus flying her or sharing the the costs with you is almost a minimal. You see, so even that <laughs> that part of the story is not making sense. Like, there's just so many holes in your story, and the thing I hate to say this, but Zimboy, my stories are going Here, listen to you this. I mean? Listen to this. Uh, this is a, a, a quotation from Jackson Watch. Um, Nadia was supposed to do the Changa Media Awards and then do a second show for Karma so that she can create more money for the, from the trip. I personally organized that for her. We booked Nadia Nakai to walk the red carpet and be at the awards ceremony, which was slated for 7 to 11. I think she failed to understand that she was the major highlight of the awards night. Um, she, she changed her flight from morning to evening and this is where all problems started as she came late. If you're bringing Wait, an artist... That's another... Hold on. <laughs> sorry, Jen. Sorry, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I've got to ask. Why is she changing the flight? It gets worse. So did she, did, did she book her own flight? It gets worse. Like, if, you're, if you're bringing an artist, you want everyone to see that they're in the country. Take her around town and to the radio. Sponsors pulled out as she did not stand behind their logos during the red carpet. <laughs> Yo! According yeah, to your guy. contractual obligations... You are meant to do one radio interview, one appearance here, etc. Is completely different to when you bring an artist. You want to take her around. People must know she's there. Guys, guys, guys. Janky. You know, all this is janky. Just janky. Janky with an A, but maybe even a U sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so look, Jackson Zimboy, I want to be fair. Um, everything is looking should shady from here. Should I phone him, Dad? Should I phone him? Phone him. <laughs> for him like my guy we just need to clear some things up we just want to know was their contract and was this in the contract that's all we wanted to know we're not here to bash you we're not here to shout at you we just want for future my guy please put in the contract thanks alright bye bye mm, oh the, the number I have is no longer on WhatsApp <laughs> <laughs> anyway everything looks funny in the light anyway this is supposed to be Gaga guy. let's move on uh, your bay was attacked in Mutare Phil what happened Ah, uh, uh, Bombera broke into the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was, that's another janky press release. Lord have mercy. Official press so release. Why are, you guys, why are you guys doing events at Motoring Club? You're, I don't know, people that know Mutari, if you don't know Mutari, Motoring Club, uh, it used to be like the closest thing I can describe Motoring Club is imagine Tin Roof. And then behind Tin Roof is a motocross course. That's what motoring club is. It's not for these type of events. There's a there's a, a sports field next door to it. But even that is not ideal unless you have proper barricading, which they clearly didn't. And there's terrible parking. So I don't understand why they did this there. But anyway, it was just it, it just didn't sound well organized. Like from what I've heard, and I'm not going to repeat on the podcast, it just wasn't. It just wasn't a well organized show, and I think let's leave it at that. Shame. All right, let's leave it at that. Uh, we hope everyone involved is okay. Uh, speaking of everyone involved being okay, yo, first of all, Jamie Fox keeps a tight circle. Ah, uh, fam, if it if it wasn't it wasn't for that that snitching nurse, we still wouldn't know. Wasn't it his daughter? Wasn't it his daughter who no, posted like get well no, soon? No, 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 no. What happened was he went, as far as I recall, he went, he, obviously he had his sensitivity, he was in hospital. Then, I, actually, you, you might be right. I, I, I can't think, I can't remember if, if his daughter made the, the brief announcement first or 
someone went in the uh, on shade room and was like, "Hey, my mom just said Jamie Foxx came into the hospital last night." And then that's what sparked people investigating it. Okay. Uh, obviously, I don't know every single thing that happened, but from what I know, the very first time that we found out Jamie Foxx was was not well was when uh her his daughter Kareen posted from the Fox family. We wanted to share that my father, Jamie Foxx, experienced a medical complication yesterday. Luckily, due to quick action and great care, he is already on his way to recovery. We know how beloved he is and appreciated your prayers. The family asked for privacy during this time. Much love, the Fox family. Everyone was like, wait, what? 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 That's how I saw things unfold. If there was something else that came out, I didn't see it. Um, and yeah, I mean, just just wishing the best for Jamie Foxx. Hope he, hope he gets well soon. The insanely talented bastard there. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Oh, Ash, men are useless in this story. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Okay, I shouted at our producer for this. So. Why did, why did you shout at him? That, that fake news in question marks came after the shouting. <laughs> so here's the situation, all right? It's okay. He's, he's new on the job. We still got to train him on how to fact check. It's fine. It's cool. He's, he's learning. He's learning. He just put it on this. Like, so why is everyone talking about it? I'm like, everyone's obviously going to. Okay, just Google it. Just Google it. That's all you got to do. Oh. That's, that's the thing. That, that, that right there, no one ever facts checks. No one ever Googles. They just, they get the news on WhatsApp. We are so dumb. That's why AI is going to kill us all. Oh my gosh, we're so dumb. So here's the situation. So um, PSG star um, Ashraf Hakimi also, I think he's Moroccan. Does he play for Morocco? He plays for Morocco, right? Yes, he's Moroccan. Uh, yeah. Um, he was in the news when uh, news came out that he was having a divorce. But what made this news uh, special to many people was apparently, according to this fake news, uh, Hakimi had uh, registered all his assets in the name of his mother. Therefore, uh, in the court case, the judge ruled that his wife was going to receive nothing. In fact, she had to pay him because he didn't have anything in his name. So uh, he was hailed as a hero of men everywhere because that's how you deal with gold digging women. Um, What a move, you know. Choose your mom first over your woman or whatever. Stupid thinking. Okay, so let's just say you have no way of knowing if this is real or not because it's posted on a, air quotes, legit news source. Let's start with just the does it make sense situation. So you honestly believe that a judge in court is going to be like, wow, this guy has no money. You mean it's not in your name? You must be really poor. Then we haven't even got that far. We haven't even got that far. But yes, that's step one. Step one of the of the whole. You want to carry on? Step two. If you were to just do a basic Google and look for what what can be considered legitimate, and I know it's hard because everything has a bias, but there's certain news sources that are are built on reputation of legitimacy. Opinions are a different conversation. I understand. But such and such a blog, entertainment blog from Ghana or such and such a, 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 a personal um, you know, gossip page is not a legitimate news source. Anyway, there were some, air quotes, legitimate news sources that still picked up the story. So it's possible that maybe your favorite source of legitimate news failed you. Just a quick Google to verify something that sounds a little bit like this shouldn't make sense would have verified for you that, hey, whoa, relax. Calm down. First of all, it might be true that 
there's a divorce case going on. It might be true, is, uh, true that Akimi has some things registered in his mother's name. That doesn't mean the inference that comes afterwards is true. Just, just a small Google. Thirdly, this hero of yours, the reason why the divorce is happening is because his wife found out that Hakimi was cheating. How did she find out? A quick Google search would tell you that he is being accused of rape in their marital bed. Are you sure this is who you want to call your hero? Those are the three steps that I think a person could have taken. Well done, Dad. I think you broke it down. I think ultimately, this was another exercise in just how, which I go, like humans will buy a story if it resonates with them more than they'll buy facts. Like, don't let the truth get in, in, in the way of a good story. At the point in time, this story was broken and this is all Elon Musk's fault, actually. And I <laughs> such an idiot. Literally, a Ugandan gossip site paid for Twitter Blue and they got that check mark. They tweeted this. And remember what I said a couple of weeks ago, Dan? For all you, all you want, if you want your story to be real, just have a photo with some text. And that's what they did. They had a photo with some text and they bought a blue check mark and then people picked it up. Tweet went viral. And then another publication, I think it was a Nigerian, picked it up. And then that went viral. And then... Um, a, a mar, is it Marker? Yeah. Marker then picked it up. And it went... Now, Marker are a gossip site, but they're also known as a site that also sometimes breaks early stories. And they're also a site and a platform that... Or news... Let's just say news publication that agents and... Um, sports stars use if they want to get a narrative out like you're on leave the club or on assignment with mm. here etc etc they'll go through that because it's not the most reputable of platforms that now gave it the stamp of approval and then it started getting picked up but at at no time was this story confirmed by a, any major news outlets in Morocco any major and reputable news outlets in France or, or any major and reputable news outlets in the world also this, the divorce settlement has not, it was literally just filed. So I don't know if you guys know how the court works or the law works, but they haven't even reached the, the point where they're declaring assets. There's no way in a week, someone who's earning a million dollars a week, was it a million a, a week or a month? Whatever he's earning, he's earning a substantial amount of money. There's no way you can declare those assets in a week. Like How? Even you, as poor as you are, if I came to you and I was like, declare all your assets right now. Like, it would take, take you a little bit of time. You know, to figure, um, oh, I've got my shoes that are over there. No, it would be pretty quick. It would be pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> but the point being is, there were so many holes in the story. It, it really shocked me how many people who you would assume have some form of common sense were, were, were duped. But ultimately, guys, I think we need to do better. Please. Just always, just fact check. It might take you a little extra 30 seconds, but that's what I, and I've been doing it for quite some time now. I don't think it makes me special or smarter. It just makes me a pessimist because you have to be in this world. If you are, if, if someone sends you a news article and it's not a news article, but it's an image with text, we're not Google, just research, you know, just cross-reference, verify. Uh, uh, even apart from all of that, you don't need to know law. Okay, hear me out. Hiding 
your assets from the judge is fraud. Does that, does that sound logical? I think to most people it does. In a, in a case where you have to declare your assets, hiding them is fraud. Surely that makes sense, right? Even if, for example, Hakimi had done some creative accounting and he had taken his funds and then he had um, given it to his mother as a gift, for example, and that that gift is, is no longer his, there are still community of property assets. Yeah. Like, and I can't even, like, I'm losing brain cells. Talking no, about yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, also the, I mean, the reason why this became such a big, whole thing was because of people being very quick to be sexist. So, I mean, it was a whole, it was a whole, mm. these gold digging women. Uh, oh my goodness. Do you know the, I'm tired. Do you know the weird thing is, it's always the dudes who never have to worry about gold diggers, who have the most to say about gold diggers. Do you know, do you know what, like the guys that should be worried about gold diggers, do you know what they're concerned about? They're not concerned about gold diggers. They want gold diggers. They're looking, they're actively searching for them. They are actively looking for gold diggers. They know the game. Why are you worried? I don't want gold diggers in my life. That's perfectly fine because there's no reason why one would look for me. Like it's a fine line. It's a fine line between survival and brokenness. But for those people who are comfortable, we hang with them sometimes. They'll tell us, guys, where are they? Bring the gold diggers. I work hard for a reason. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, you want to talk about Coachella? Uh, well, we're running out of time because this episode is yeah. short, but yeah, we're running long. But yeah, Frank Ocean is a scam. <laughs> Frank Ocean is mad, bro. <laughs> if you're a Frank Ocean fan, I, I, I'm a Frank Ocean fan, and I'm I gonna like that. Ash, there's only so many times I can defend this. Uh, there's only so many times. I, 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 I can't defend this. It's indefensible. Frank Ocean. Iowa guys. Mm-hmm. From the scam he pulled with Universal to this. Ah, Frank Ocean. Blah, blah. Iowa guys. So, backstory. Frank Ocean broke into the scene um, over a decade ago with Nostalgia Ultra, then Channel Orange, both classic projects. Then went quiet. Started writing for Beyonce, so he was doing really well for himself as a songwriter. Then, if you remember, a couple of years ago, he had a he had uh, his deal with Universal slash Def Jam, and he had to fulfill it. So he dropped an album, and then he had that whole live stream where he was in the woodworking shop, and then immediately after that, he dropped an exclusive on Apple, and Apple paid him a lot of money to drop that exclusive. If you recall. That exclusive screwed over Universal so much because he gave Universal the crap album and he gave Apple the good album that Lucian Grange banned exclusive albums or windowed albums. If you recall uh, a couple of years ago when all these platforms were fighting for, for market share and dominance, there were windowed projects. So Beyonce would window her album on Tidal. Um, Frank Ocean... Um, I think Nikki as well, they did um, Apple exclusive releases. I can't remember what, what Spotify did, but I, I think there were a few. I'll bring it up. But anyway, that was all killed. All thanks to Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean has, has not been seen publicly in a while. Um, 
he's, he's been very low key, but he's got a big fan base. You remember like at Camp Flognor, um, there was the rumor that T- Tyler, the creator, was going to bring out a surprise act. And somehow the internet thought that this surprise act was going to be Frank Ocean. His fans were so starved for seeing Frank Ocean live that when Tyler, the creator, literally brought out the biggest artist in the world as a surprise act, the crowd Drake. in attendance booed Drake. That's who he's the talking biggest about. act in the world simply because they wanted to see Frank Ocean because they're like, yo, Drake, we saw you last week. We wanted to see Frank. <laughs> Cut to last week. Frank Ocean is set to headline Coachella. He had an elaborate stage planned with um, ice skaters and they were going to be doing like the ice capades while he was performing. Last moment, Frank canceled the ice capade show. But keep in mind, Coachella's in the desert. So the organizer of Coachella not only built an ice rink in the desert, but a, a portable ice rink because obviously there's artists on stage before Frank's performance. So during the transition, you have to be able to disassemble and reassemble that ice rink, make sure it's safe, and then have the, the ice skaters perform, do their thing, and all that. And at great expense, obviously, because that's not a cheap, that's not a cheap endeavor. Last moment, Frank was like, nah. On top of that, Frank cancels the ice capade. He's now halfway into the stage because the front of the stage is supposed to be an ice rink. So now people can't see him. And then he comes out dressed like he was napping backstage the whole day. I don't know if you see his outfit, Dan. No, I'm, I'm actually, this is the first time hearing of this whole story. My, my man literally came out like he was going to the shops to buy milk. Like he woke up and was like, oh, snap, I need to make some tea. Oh, there's no milk. Let me, let me just catch a quick straw to the shops. Eh? And frankly, obviously, everyone was disappointed. He got lambasted. And I actually, I think I was staying up because I was watching the basketball. I wanted to watch the live stream. There was no Frank Ocean live stream for his performance. So there's just been a myriad of issues surrounding him and his Coachella performance. Um, and also, also the, the, those of you that do know, Coachella, because it's so big, it's literally the same lineup two weeks in a row. So they'll do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, week one. And then the next week, same lineup for week two. Frank Ocean might not be doing week two. It's looking very likely that he's going to get bumped. And I, I can't blame him. He actually and said he's not doing might... it. It's, it's canceled. Huh? It's actually canceled. I actually think this might be the beginning of the end. I, I, I don't know how, he, how he's going to recover from this. But he says, he's got, he says he's got a fractured leg. So? So, he can't, so the doctor told him he can't perform. <laughs> <laughs> because of a fractured leg. Yeah. Phil, you can't perform with a fractured leg. Stay home, rest, recover. Because that's where all the resonance in the voice comes from. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, shout out to, to Uncle Waffles. Dude, like, when we think about it, like Uncle Waffles rise. Yeah. Amazing. That's a, that's a little, literal fairy tale. Literal fairy tale. L- 15 minutes of fame completely taken advantage of. Don't waste it. It came, it came taken advantage of. It, honestly, it's, it must be studied. Shout out to the team at Creative Corner. Ah, those guys, ah, they, ah, they, they know what they're doing. Shout out to them. They had a plan and they, they've executed. They have not missed. Shout out to them. And obviously, shout out to Bernie. He had a good set as well. So yeah, man, that's the core chilling news. But anyway, let's get to, to the real story. There's a story I wanted to discuss, Dan. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it's a really important one. I don't know if you've been following the news recently, Dan, but uh, 
people are getting arrested. People are getting called out. Like they've, they've, there's been a number of scammers who have either been sent to court or sent to jail. And it's been particularly interesting because most of these scammers were popular because they're dating bad bats. Mm-hmm. Um, Faith Kensi's husband is, is now got a warrant of arrest. There was a documentary that came out. I'm not going to mention any names, but certain people who've been doing big things were named. You know, I'm not saying anything, but you know, a lot of people that are bingering and bingerizing have been called to task. There's been clamped down on drugs. A lot of names have been thinged. I don't know if you even saw this yesterday, Dan. There's um, a video of a woman in, in her closet and she's yeah. flashing her clothes. I, I saw, saw that. It's like, I've got a Birkin bag from 2006, blah, blah. And then people started digging into it. They're like, ah, that's a minister's wife. It's like, sis, that's our Birkin bag, sis. And, oh yeah, here's some here's, here's some footage of your husband um, uh, being called to the parliamentary committee with the diamond company because you guys were apparently at a private uh, terminal at the airport and you guys were just flying diamonds out of the country. Uh, can you explain? And these stories, I mean, not the Tabo business thing aside as well. I mean, there have actually been quite a number of arrests or scammers or former people who are dating bad bears or even bad bears themselves who have been called out for scammeration. And then in South Africa, there was someone who had an amazing tweet. I, I, I simply can't find it though. But the gist of it was, guys, realistically, this soft life you guys are talking about, where do you want to live it? Because, and the, he broke down the numbers. Mm. And he was like, for people to live the lifestyle you guys are talking about or to afford a, a Range Rover, the numbers in terms of employment don't bear this out. The majority of you people if you're lucky, are going to find someone with a boring mid-level corporate job. And whatever you, we can't tell women what they want, but just being realistic and pragmatic, that, that, that is, that is the length and breadth of it. Like you're not going to find someone who's living this quote unquote soft life. Just before the show, Dan and I were discussing the, someone else who was living the soft life and things came to pass because there's no nothing comes for free. Like, no one is going to give you access to that lifestyle for free. Or if they do, they're really good people. That's a really good person. Nah, Count sis, blessings. Sis, God's favorite. Shoot for the stars. You can get it. Don't let don't let negativity coming from. You can get it. <laughs> even worse. So even worse now. Let's bring it to Zimbabwe. And I've I've become very keenly aware of this. Not 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 because of like my financial situation or anything. But just like, as I see, like, especially like when you're outside a lot more, you start to see patterns and you, and you see what's happening out there. So depending on, on which stats you believe, between 5 to 10% of Zimbabweans are employed, right? The average salary, it's very difficult to get these stats, but let's just look at, at someone in our, in our social circles, Dan. It's not unheard of. Well, it's not ridiculous to hear someone with a mid-level job, college educated with a degree, is earning 700 US. 700? Not beyond the... Seven, Philip! <laughs> no, let's be, let, Which, no, but let's be serious. Okay. Realistically, Phil, someone who is college educated 
with a not a not a not a beginner or a entry level job. I'm talking about a an established job in an established company could be earning two to three hundred dollars right now. So let's see, I'm let's I'm, see, let's, I'm not let's exaggerating. Let's go with your purpose. So let's say two, three hundred dollars. So three hundred dollars a month. You know, let's be generous. Let's just say five for the purpose of this argument. Mm. Let's just say five hundred dollars a month. So the majority of educated and employed individuals in this country are earning five hundred dollars a month. That is the average. So realistically speaking, if you're a woman that says I'm not going to settle for less. I demand a soft life because I deserve it, this, that, and the third. And also, let's not forget, like, the way global trends are shifting, it's also shifting in, in Africa, where women are now overtaking men, not only in education level, but higher-ranking women are now outpacing men. In a decade, we could we could actually ha- have a situation where women across the board could be earning as much or more than men, especially black men, right? Mm. So. There's that. So, realistic question for my queens. And I genuinely want, want to hear your guys' thoughts. So, if you guys have any responses, we'd love to hear the comments either in our WhatsApp group or DM us, add us on Twitter, message us wherever if you listen. We, we'd love to hear your thoughts. But realistically speaking, are you guys taking that into account? That if you're living in Zimbabwe or in Africa in general because we are a poor continent, and your man is driving a luxury vehicle and he's showering you with gifts, or you you see them living that's that social media aesthetic. Have you ever considered that there's a high likelihood that this man might be a criminal? Or on the flip side, are you okay with criminality? Because I think a lot of these bad bads or a lot of these role models that you guys look up to are okay with criminality because at a certain point there's no way you don't know he's not a criminal. You know, Phil, that's so interesting that you say that uh, because I had a, a, a very interesting debate, I guess, with a with a, a somewhat large group of people, which had different people, including bad bads, regular people, just like different people were all having a debate. And the question was, the question of the debate was, in light of this recent documentary that came out that I have not watched, um, if you, as you are now, were asked not to perform an active crime, but to perform a crime of look the other way, i.e. you work in a bank, just look the other way when you see this transaction come through and I'm going to pay you 30,000 US dollars a month. And it was so illuminating how a large number of people were like, you're saying I don't have to do anything. All I have to do is just not say anything. But that's a verb. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. It's obviously reasoning. So many people are like, I'll take the 30,000. I was like, guys, can you... I, I, I would like to believe that I won't. Of course, you never really know until you're in such a situation, but I would like to believe that I would refuse. I may not sit here and sell you out because I'm also trying to protect my life and whatever, but I'm not going to take 30,000 a month just to look the other way when shady transactions are happening. But uh, a large number of people would. Which then begs the question, even if you arrest these people, tomorrow, five minutes later, there is a large number of people waiting. I'm, 
I'm telling you, there are people who are watching that documentary that both you, you and I have not watched. <laughs> don't even know what we're talking about. That were like, ah, put me in, coach. Put me in, <laughs> put coach. Me in. <laughs> Writing notes. Anyway, like, oh, so, so you met him where? Okay, so I need to. Okay, so, I need to so, 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 so what you're saying about people being okay with criminality doesn't even it doesn't even surprise me a tiny bit. I, you mean I'm not stealing? All I need to do is just enjoy the funds that you are stealing and not ask questions. Sign me up. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge you morally. I don't know where you came from, but I I compared this to a mindset. And don't get me wrong. I'm not naive here or, or or repeating some of the or parroting some of the 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 agendas of people who are trying to show the moral superiority of the West or whatever. Corruption exists everywhere. But there was a mindset that existed that shocked me. When I was in Europe, Phil, um oh God, I asked I asked someone. Um you you because the, when you when you use public transport, checks happen infrequently basically it's a trust system you walk in you use your card to pay you walk out of the bus the train whatever. no one is there to check you and I asked so you, you mean to say that you could just travel around the city for free uh, I suppose you could and some people do why don't you just do that the, 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 the answer was if I don't pay eventually these things will stop working. The roads will be bad. We won't have public transport. I know not everyone thinks that way. I know that sounds very righteous and all of that and blah, 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 blah. But it was such a jarring thing to hear because it, was, it just became so stuck in my mind that in Zimbabwe, no one thinks that way. No one thinks I'm going to take the step or do this for the greater good of the whole community. And it's not our fault. No, we've there we've been there, there are people that do. Of course, there, there I mean, obviously, Phil, when I say I'm, I'm, I'm speaking, uh, um, I'm not saying not a single person in the whole country. I'm not saying that, obviously. I'm speaking hyperbolically to, to underline my point. And I would hope that most people would understand that. Of course, I know that there's, some, there's some people who do it. My point is, by far the majority, at least anecdotally, seem to have the mindset, and I know it comes from our own trauma and all of that, of, I need to get what I can as much as possible now. And yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of systems in place. Um, <laughs> let's not get. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. on. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, my point being is, and I'm, this is a genuine question. If you are a woman and you've made it known that, Hey, um, and I think also on the flip side, I'm I'm even a benefit. Uh, I mean, I'm even someone who's benefited from that. Like, there have been many times where a woman has held me down. You know what I mean? And you look at society, and, and I feel bad. Like, oh, I'm supposed to be the man. I'm supposed to be taking care of things. This is the wrong way around. And then they were like, okay, so if if you can't, then who will? Like, so like so, am I just supposed to sit here and watch you suffer, right? And God bless those women. God bless those people that are kind enough or thoughtful enough to do that and support. But on the flip side, there are people who are like. I don't want a man unless he's earning six figures. I don't want a, a six-figure nigga. You know what I'm saying, girl? He got to have his own wop. But realistically speaking, in this day and age, considering the, 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 what, what capitalism has done to our continent and what it's done to our country, I genuinely want to know, knowing all this, like the way we've broken it down to you and saying, if you are in Zim, for example, if you want a man who's taking home more than $30,000 a year, 
there's a high likelihood aruki aki are you okay with that was that is that what is what it has come to don't listen to the negativity sis go get your bag because you ain't getting the man that I'll be getting I'll be dating people it, like it, John Boyega when you think about it when you think about it right like if I came to you now and I was like yo Dan I'm offering you a, a position I'm giving you 3000 a month in Zimbabwe a lot of people would cut your arm off for that job but when you break it down $3000 a month is not really a substantial amount of money. Like at 3000 a month, how long is it going to take you to buy a house? Like even if we, you were able to get a good low interest mortgage. At 3000 a 3, month, I'm getting me a house in Malbra, two bedroom for 2.5 a month. Uh, oh my God. And that's my point. <laughs> like the cost of living in Zim is mad, but just think about like, and 3000 that, that's a good job, yo. 5000 killing it. I remember at my old job, uh, this is the, the last story. At my old job, we had um, customers. So like we had a credit, credit system, right? So like people would come in, get get gadgets on credit. And then to verify, we obviously want to see bank statements and your payslip. And then someone came in and they had a payslip for nine grand. Did I tell you the whole office stopped that day then? They're like, is this real? <laughs> That's not even that crazy. I mean, I would love, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't know any close to And then I went to the person's house and I was very confused. And then I realized, oh, they've got three kids. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> aye, 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 and, aye. and keep in mind, this was, this was the woman. The husband was also gainfully employed and earning a similar salary. That's how expensive kids are. Like you can, your household can be earning 20,000 a month and you'll still be pamawambi. <laughs> Tough times in these streets. Tough times. All right, Philip, let's listen to music. Uh, let's know, listen to music like, and let's rap. Go to, like, no, Dan, no, Dan, before we go, um, I got to say, like, guys, um, AI came at the right time because we're not going to get some new Young Thug music for a while, it seems. And it's good because at least AI is going to fill that void. Oh, no. Um, no, not Young I've got, Thug. I've got, a, I've got a video and I've got two stories. So here's, here's, here's a video, first and foremost. So here, in this video, we have the lawyer for YSL, representing, uh, obviously, um, Young Thug. And he's speaking to the judge about a ruling that he feels was um, incorrect. And these are his words. Dan, you have not heard this before, so I'm, I'm going to get your reaction. Mm-hmm. So, I will start by saying that this assertion that I did not mention the 4-3 argument don't worry about that, okay? Because it wouldn't be... It, I'd have to do it anyway, so okay. don't even worry about that, okay? Okay. I was just saying that it's just not true. It's, it's, it's cap, to be honest. But um, that aside, though... Ah, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. That man is going under the jail. So... <laughs> so you're saying this was in uh, court? In court. And this is the lawyer speaking the to the judge. The lawyer was saying, judge, um, that is not true. That is, in fact, cap. <laughs> uh, same, same day that video came out. Here's another story, Dan. YSL case. Attorney wants out over egregiously low trial wages. Lawyers said they could make more as fast food workers. Some of the appointed defense attorneys in the Young Slime Life gang trial say they aren't getting paid enough to properly represent their clients. 
They're, they're named the, the fans, and they say we are being paid egregiously low for the amount of work and attention this trial requires. <laughs> Turns out they're being paid fifteen thousand dollars, no matter how long the trial will take. And they're like, "Yo, we could actually make more serving burgers at McDonald's than here, so we'd rather go." Man, that if, was if I was, was in that if, if I was Young Thug, that would be the first time in history that someone shouts objection to their own lawyer. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was last week. We have now breaking news from this morning, Dan. Update. YSL judge severs defendant's case after attorney's arrest. I'll say that again so you understand. Ah, that's A defense man. attorney in the young slime life case was arrested Thursday morning when he tried to enter the courtroom with a bottle of his prescription medication, his colleague said. Your Honor, I would like to represent myself from now on. Um, I actually do not know this man. Yo, yeah. Dan, did you see the thread? The thread under it is what killed me. I, I've got to speak about this thread. This thread killed me. <laughs> so, <laughs> Twitter, this is what I, Elon, please don't kill Twitter because I love Twitter. So under that thread where people, where the lawyer was saying cap, people then responded with some, some, some other possible objections. I was like, me as a lawyer, my client don't even rock like that, Yana. <laughs> it's the objection for me. <laughs> it's given innocent. It's giving. It's giving dropped all charges. Yeah, me after they raise an objection, don't do that. Don't even go there. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. okay Philip, let's play some. Ah! Let's play some new music and get out of here. Let's play some new music. No dis. No disrespect, your honor, but they capping. <laughs> they really don't be moving crazy out here. You could ask anybody. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Free young dog. No, don't really. But yeah. All right. Let's get some new music, bro. What? 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 What's popping? What's popping? So last week, uh, the week before, the week before, Takura released his EP. Waiting Room. Uh, I don't know if EP mm-hmm. is the right word for it. It's got have three songs sampled? on it. I, it. I have indeed. And that man is... I I, I really like Takura's music. Mm. I really like... And, and, and again, as I listened to it, I was like, man, this is dope, man. This is dope music. I really enjoyed it. Um, I can't pick my favorite. I'm just going to play the title track. Um, this is It Can Wait uh, off the Waiting Room EP by Takura. Check it out. If it's not about the money, then it can only be about us. If you wanna be with Peter Pan, you don't need to talk about us. Uno dardo, when you're lonely, it's a cycle like a rollie. Even I know it's a warning. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Ah, honestly, the whole EP. I'm gonna have to play music from my side, Dan. I don't know what happens whenever you play music. I can't hear a thing. I'm not okay. I, I, okay, I know what to do next. 
um, then I need to figure out how to change it, but it's fine. Uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, Takura's It Can Wait. There's two other songs, one called Cold, which I think is also really dope. Another one called Unomuana, also dope, of that Waiting Room EP. Loved it. Loved it. Um, nice, nice. Do you want to play the next one? Yeah, 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 I think I can't remember if I think I did speak about it. I did I speak? Yeah, I did speak about it. I spoke about it um, a few weeks ago. Uh, Denim performed the song with Sun. Yep. Um, at Fiesta, and it rang off. And for a second, I was like, "Wait, how did I not know the song?" Then I realized, "Oh snap! This song hasn't been released yet." But the crowd were going bananas, and I was like, "Yo, these guys got one." And it dropped two weeks ago. So this is Denim Woods featuring Obi Davids. And it's called Afila. This is a hit, man. This is a hit. Time time like a do diva. Time time do do pizza. Time time I chandi fila. Fila, fila. Baby, I go to go to Toma. I go to Quenya. I go to Fila. I go to picture. I no pose. I go to Time time I go to center. Time time I go get it by Kenya. And I'm tripped down in Jordans, baby. I don't even rock no fila. Fila, fila. Shave marks, but call me Ben 10 inches. Shotty with a lame, so with me, she gon' risk it. Live by that code, and I feel like Da Vinci. I was a mobile, my driver's ambition. Huh. My flow so cold, like they shoulders. Uh. This no tip, see I'm involved. Uh. I had to shine on these cold bruh. Too close, I got a white tee, ease up. It's all but when I see them, they freeze up. And these niggas only call me when they need some. I've been on it for a minute, tryna be some. Be some. Mona, I need border, and I know my go, and need it up, pizza. Uh. Baby, I go rugun, it's all my butt. And he hang on, nigga, like a ease up. Time, time, like a do diva. Uh, time time to go to pizza. Uh, time time I try to feel it, feel it, feel it. Uh, 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 baby, I go to go to Toma, I go to Quenya, I go to feel it. Yeah, ah no. Banger, banger, banger. Sheen, breaching. Uh, that's that's actually quite a banger. I, I I like I can already picture like the energy of a live performance of that. That would be dope. Produced by Sun, by the way. Pretty cool. Yeah. Sun, Sun is on a roll, actually. Sun is on a roll. Um, there's a new Indigo Saint and ASAP. Ooh, I actually didn't know this dropped. I missed this. Look at you, Dan, putting me on for the first time. Okay, 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 okay. I stay putting you on, Phil. This is also a banger. <clears throat> Dan. Why can't I find this one? Mm, Philip. Let me play it. Yeah, it's okay. I got okay, you. You play from your side. You're taking time. I'm playing it now. Yeah, I thought you were playing it. Okay. Stop. Cool. It's the international fans zone. With the man by the yard. Tesco green and left on red and left on amber. She loves the green. She want a dip. She want a famba. And I don't flip, she wanna via tell Lahamba. If I care that word, she want my word, she want my lamba. Cause text go green, I'm left and red, I'm left and amber. I'm making bops, I'm making chins, I'm making tamba. No USA, I'm getting paid, I never lamba. With Vanyan, and that's Vanyan. And you know my 
What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? I could not hear your audio is terrible. I'll, I'll have to give it a sample. Ah, why is that happening? Anyway, uh, a big tune, big tune produced by Portland Get On, a youngster on the come up, uh, and he seems to be getting quite a quite a name for himself, little by little. So shout out to him. Um, there's also a new Anita Jackson song. Uh, I gave it a sample earlier. I thought it's all right. I think it's like it's like uh better than a lot of what I've heard from her recently. Uh, I still think she can bring out more Anita Jackson-ness, but this is still, I mean, it's still, it's still there. It's still there, there. So uh, let me see here. I want to see if I can make sure that you can hear it by me doing this. It's called, it's uh, Anita Jackson and I Am King. You'll hear I Am King on the, I don't know if it's the sax. I think it's the saxophone. Uh, and it's featuring uh, Libra Liege. Check it out.
some reason, it's applying voice. Anyway, that's all right. I'll figure it out after this. Um, yeah, yeah, there's that. And then uh, are you the one who put this uh, IC and Sun song? Yes, 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 yes. They dropped uh, an EP. Um, he's part of IC is part of the OCD gang. Um, they're doing a lot of stuff right now. Um, dropping a lot of music, so keeping a close eye on them. They're very interesting stuff. So there's two songs that I've been feeling. I'm trying. I can't decide. Should I play Time Time or Forgive Me, Dan? Which one should I go? I mean, you listed Time Time, so that's the one I want to hear. Okay, so let's go with Time Time. Yeah. Jacks on the track. Way back in Chagabajan, I'm a moose. This time, Gun Chagabajan, I'm feeling the same. Don't visit a juice. Last time, the Gabisiro chop, the Gacumbira Ronda, and Dinema use. One day, I'm Tinam Jena, the Sima men, and Kit abuse. And since I'm flipping the coin, who would I head or tells? Who would I birthday? Who would I Christmas? Dinama jingle bells. They are missing a map. Flag the Missy Union, check my phone and get out of catchers. Carry on top, minus voice. Tango in my cramp, and I'm quite my joints. Told that kick, I'm working with city. Kapundi Chaga Mujoina. She's a freak, she's sucking my Puro Yaku and a Kaguita. I don't make it a pointer. Hey, hey, time to that shit. Times I couldn't get rest. Long night studio sessions. Light my air of affection. I was just seeing our respect. I was just seeing our success. Very cool, very cool, very cool, very cool. Uh, a nice hip hop flavor today, I think. Apart from the one, I'm a piano flavor style thing. Hey, listen, man. Uh, I think we can wrap it up. Uh, I see you want to end with the new Jordan Muzi. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a banger, it's banger, it's banger. It's called Chasing Dollar. Get it in your phones right now. In the meantime, I want to say thank you very much for tuning in, rocking with us. Listen, we have a a huge interview that we did with some major, major artists. Um, It's in the cut. It's a little bit of, uh, you know, audio boosting, and then it's going to come out. We're thinking of making it uh, a Patreon exclusive first and then opening it up to the public. Uh, we'll see how we'll put it out. Um, but just know that if you're in the Patreon group, you get access to everything first anyway. So twobroketumbles.com forward slash donate uh, and you can sign up. It's only $5 Actually, a month. You just reminded me, I got a shout out on new patrons. We got, the patrons are coming in. Think of as, literally, as we're recording, a Patreon just signed up. Shout out. For them being our team. Give me an air horn, Dan. Yeah, bing. <laughs> So shout out to our new Patreons. We've got Tawezerwa, who's wizarding the monies. Mr. Vibe. Millie. Yes. Shout out to you guys, man. We appreciate you, man. Aywa. Aywa. My Patreon manyam. Ah, yeah, yeah. I see you. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bombastic side eye to you if you have not Patreoned. 
Mm, what, what, like, what are you doing? What are you doing, son? Come on, son. Uh, twobroketimbles.com forward slash donate and uh, you sign up to the page or you can just search for Two Broke Timbles on Patreon it's super easy uh, once we get your details we'll add you to the group you get exclusive access um, uh, um, and we move uh, and also you get the, the privilege and the beauty of knowing that you are supporting a podcast that needs it thank you very much we much appreciate it. if you don't want to do a monthly subscription that's also fine you want to give us a once off donation I'm a hundred I'm a thousand whatever it is even my my five dollars, my ten dollars, tomatora, it's okay. Ramuna uh, Also, tubrooktumbos.com forward slash donate. You have access to do a once-off donation. Uh, that allows us to cover our costs, to pay our producer, um, to uh, keep connected, uh, keep our uh, uh, equipment working. And umbotengo gana milkshake once in a while onuza saga dizozo. Another way that you can support us, by the way, is simply by uh, liking, subscribing. And dropping a comment, whatever you use to listen to the podcast, it seems that a lot of you have iPhones, Apple Podcasts, and then you go and leave a review. Five stars if you can. Just drop a little come message. Thank you guys. Love you guys so much. Whatever it is you like about the podcast, you don't have to think too hard and deep about what to write. Just something to let us know that you're listening. We would mm. greatly appreciate it. Um, I think in the last couple of months, uh, a few people have dropped comments, but fewer than I would have thought. I mean, are you listening or not, guys? Come on. Um, no, there's actually been quite a few. And also keep in mind, guys, even though we're still trying to figure out what's going on on Spotify, for those of you that are able to access the podcast on Spotify, you can um, leave a review. We also are leaving questions on Spotify now. So, like, we can post questions, which I've been posting and just experimenting with, and a lot of people have been responding. So, shout out to y'all. Uh, but, yeah, if you can, please just leave a review wherever you, you listen even if your review is an email or a text or a message or a DM or an ad, that's all, that's all that matters. Um, Dan and I are also trying to figure out what to do because obviously social media is, is, is becoming a little bit of a, a, li- a little bit of a, a snake eating its own tail. Um, but we also want to find ways to make sure that we continue to communicate with our listeners. One of the easiest ways that we do that is via the Patreon group. So please sign up for the Patreon if you can. If not, what you could also do is just head on over to twobroketwimbles.com forward slash sign up, leave us your email address, and then we'll obviously send you some, some communication once in a while. But also it allows us to just make sure that we stay in touch if ever, and it's even looking increasingly likely, Elon destroys Twitter. Yeah, so... uh in the meantime, you can also follow us individually. It always, uh, it surprised me so much that we have more sub- more people listening to the podcast than follow us on social media, but it's fine. Um, uh, Danny, that guy, Phil Chard on all the different uh, social media pipes. Uh, and I guess that's pretty much it. We're going to end with uh, Phil's new artist on his label, Jordan Musi, with his new single, Chasing Dola. Crims, you know what to do. Shout out to the producer, Crims. And uh, uh, the rest of y'all, much peace and love. See you in the Patreon group. We out. We out. Sing Lola.